0: Distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Let me also start by thanking the organizers for this fantastic, fantastic opportunity uh, to be presenting uh, for a few minutes uh, what we are doing in the oil and gas industry, newly founded uh, industry in Cyprus, and and what the vision is, what the strategy is uh, to help Cyprus become an energy hub, an energy center in the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, first of all, let me say that uh, very, very, very simple strategy here. How do we create a knowledge-based hydrocarbons industry that will provide top-quality services uh, worldwide? And there is a very deep uh, thought behind this vision. It doesn't talk about monetizing the gas or the or the liquids. It doesn't talk about um, uh, creating industries. It doesn't talk about Uh, uh, all these things that will eventually happen short to midterm, we will see uh, the monetization of of the gas. We're already seeing a lot of um, services being rendered out of Cyprus. This vision talks about the number one, uh, the number one uh, uh, um, advantage that Cyprus has, which is its human talent. So the vision here is that once we extract the gas, once the gas is sold, once it's gone, What we are left with is with the best knowledge in the industry that would help us. All of those services that today we have to import from outside, legal, financial, accounting, commercial, technical, that we are able to export them ourselves. So that's the long-term vision that the oil and gas industry is um, helping us uh, pursue. Now, uh, we are trying to uh, achieve this vision based on four pillars. Four pillars. I'm going to go very briefly through each one of them. Geopolitical alignment is the first one. The exploration uh, program is the second. Exploitation options is the third, and of course a fourth, uh, what I call the fourth dimension, which is needed uh, if we are to uh, put Cyprus on the map as as an energy hub or an energy centre. So geopolitical alignment and and a pillar which, under other circumstances, in many many different other parts of the world, the North Sea, for example, where political uh, sensitivities don't exist and things are much easier, might not be necessary. In the case of Cyprus, this is fundamental because we sit in a region which is pretty volatile with regards to politics, geopolitical uh, developments. So what we as a country are trying to do is make sure that first we have excellent relationships with our neighbors. As you can see. We have signed these agreements, delineation agreements with, uh, with uh, Egypt, with Lebanon, with Israel. We have um, unitization agreements with Egypt and under negotiations with the Republic of Lebanon and Israel. We are, uh, only last week we signed an intergovernmental agreement for a, a subsea pipeline uh, between Cyprus and Egypt. All of these elements, plus the tripartite or quadripartite uh, uh, meetings that we have aligning with the United States, aligning with the European Union, aligning with uh, many different parts of the world which uh, are influencing uh, what's happening in a region is important for us, not only to, cro- to provide political certainty, but to a very big degree to provide economic certainty as well for all the multi-billion projects that are needed to develop this industry. Let's take, for example, the intergovernmental agreement. We've had the companies, you'll hear from some of them in just a minute. Uh, telling us, look, this is a project of 30, 40 years. This is the lifetime of the project. We don't want that project to be dependent on the relationships of President Anastasiadis and President Sisi, or or Minister Lacodribis and Minister El Mola. We want some framework, an intergovernmental agreement that would dictate the relationship of the two countries for the longer term. And this is exactly what we have done because we can have a conversation with our neighbors. So, geopolitical alignment, very important first pillar. Now, w- we will not be talking about an oil and gas industry without the resources, right? So, what you see on the left-hand side of the screen is the United States Geological Survey forecast in 2010, forecasting that uh, the Eastern Mediterranean holds approximately 200 trillion cubic feet of gas and 1.7 billion barrels of oil. And what you can see on the right-hand side of the screen, it's actually uh, this forecast coming true. Not only with the discoveries in uh, Israel, giant filth of Leviathan, of Tamar, not only the recent discovery of Zor, uh, which which has basically illuminated the Eratosthenes subsea mountain, which sits entirely into, uh, almost entirely into the Cyprus exclusive economic zone. We have also seen recently the Onisiphoros. Discovery, technical discovery. I'll talk about that in just a second. And we have seen also just uh, six, seven months ago the significant discovery of Calypso uh, in, uh, in blo- block six. So what we are seeing, the second pillar of the strategy, is of course, exploration, exploration, exploration. So what do we have now? We have so far three discoveries, two commercial, one technical. Right? The Aphrodite field was discovered back in 2011. Uh, by Noble and Delec, and uh, of course now the consortium comprises also of Shell. Uh, then we have the Onisiphoros West, which was drilled by Total. Uh, that was a technical discovery. A technical discovery means we found gas, but not commercial quantities. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, a few months later, we have the Calypso discovery, which was by ENI and Total, which was called significant. We are still evaluating the size of the resource, but I can assure you it is significant and um, uh, what these last two discoveries tell us, even, even on Isiforos, which cannot be commercialized at this point in time, is, is proving the presence of gas in, um, in Cyprus exclusive economic zone near Eradostanis. It's important, very important, especially for the wells that will be drilled very soon and I'm sure you'll be hearing uh, about that from, uh, from Exxon in a minute. Uh, that will be drilled very soon by Exxon, and of course, the next wave of the exploration program by ENI and Todal. So exploration is important, uh, adding up the resources that would open up the possibilities of the country uh, with regards to its exploitation options. Which leads me, of course, to the exploitation options of the country. What, what is the Eastern Mediterranean now, and we, we are seeing uh in recent years the depletion of resources uh uh, of the european resources of natural gas and uh and and liquids and what we are seeing is is the eastern mediterranean becoming an alternative source source to the european union and uh an alternative route which is which is very important so you don't want to limit your dependencies on the supplies but you create dependencies on, on on further routing So an alternative source, what we have been trying all these years and and part of our core strategy is to create what we call the Eastern Mediterranean corridor to the European markets. And that corridor can have many different shapes and forms, right? Uh, We have looked and we are looking at the different exploitation options that we have. Let's take, for example, the Aphrodite field. We've came to the conclusion that the most optimal way to monetize that resource is to ship it by pipeline to Egypt, liquefy the gas into some of the LNG terminals which are today in, uh, in Itku, and you can see it at the bottom left of the screen, and from there on, after it's liquefied, it's shipped to Europe, which, by the way, and as many of you might be aware, it has an LNG strategy, either uh, receiving gas from the Eastern Met or receiving gas from the US, uh, US LNG, which is also on the rise. Uh, Another option that we monetize, of course, is constructing an LNG terminal in Cyprus. It all depends on what kind of quantities will be discovered. There are some minimum (coughs) economic requirements to make that project uh, bankable. Uh, We have options for floating LNG. You may also have heard about the EastMed pipeline. It's a project which has uh, received interest from the European Union. It's receiving funding for the studies. Right? To tell us whether a pipeline from um, the fields in the Eastern Met all the way to Greece and from there to continental Europe uh, makes economic sense. Will it be competitive? We know it can be done, right? But is it economic? Is it competitive? That's a, that's, that's question. Of course, there's the options of uh, petrochemicals industries. right? And this is why the second pillar of the strategy exploration is important to determine which of these options, one or more, will be uh, will be implementable? Last, but not least, the fourth pillar, which I, I talked about, is the is, there, is, is all those things which are needed, and actually cannot be categorized in one single vertical. All those things which are needed to to make the country an energy hub. All those things which are needed. Uh, for the country to maximize the potential that it has sitting in the center of the uh, Northeast Mediterranean. For example, port facilities. We are now in the process, what you're seeing here, and this was sent to me by my colleague, uh, the Minister of, uh, of Transport. We're in the process now for creating a new port, uh, energy port at vasilikos that will service the industry. Already we are seeing a lot of uh, servicing of other uh, countries' operations from from Cyprus. We want to do more of that. Another thing which we are doing: how do we attract, retain, and develop talent? H- how how do we do this? Right. Fundamental when you start when you start uh, a new industry such as this, and the one the first thing that we needed to acknowledge as a country is that we have no idea. So we needed to attract. We need. We still do. We have a very um, intensive um, uh, training program, we have agreements with the companies which they pay us an annual fee that goes into training programs um, of uh, or, or internships and we're um, expanding that. Now, And another thing which we're doing in this respect, how do we improve the legal regulatory framework, right? As we, get, as we go along into the, the various steps of the oil and gas value chain, how do we make sure that we have the best, the best uh, legal regulatory framework that would host the, the big investments, the multinationals, which are, are required in order to uh, proceed uh, with the project. And I, ca- I, can, I can mention many examples that we are looking into continuously. It's a continuous iteration of improving our uh, legal and regulatory uh, framework, framework. With that, uh, uh, that will conclude my, my presentation, Stavros. Uh, I look forward to the discussion you'll be hearing from some uh, great companies in just, just a minute, and I think it's uh, more important that you hear from them uh, than uh, you hear from, uh, from somebody who is totally biased, okay, on the Cyprus <laughs> oil and gas markets. So with that, uh, thank you very much for your attention, and I look forward to good conversation in a minute. Thank you.